Thought Bubble Audio. Well, hi, and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and joining me as he does every week is my good friend, Tim. How's it going, buddy? Oh, hello. It's me. I'm doing well. How, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Oh, good. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that, Frank. You know, because fantastic is a word that we would use to describe many things. Our show, our spouses... Um, yep. Your skin tone. Thank you. Know. Thank you. Nope. Yeah, nope. I, I moisturize. You're you're welcome. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, Frank, uh, let's dive right into the mailbag. Though, yeah, shall we? that sounds good. Uh, let's let's do that. So, uh, getting right into it this week, uh, we have a few things. Actually, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Didn't <laughs> sorry. mean to disturb your process. I'm sorry, my, my I was, I was a little behind. I said let's dive in, but then I wasn't prepared for you to dive right in. So. <laughs> Sorry. True, you should be apologizing to me. Um, yeah, we have a few things in the mailbag this week. Um, starting with congratulations to Melissa Benoist and Chris Wood. They are expecting their first child. Yeah, man. That's very exciting. Yeah. Just, just honestly, I was thinking about it on the drive home today. Like, how cool is it that the entire production is like, yeah, we'll rearrange all all of our lives they are yeah they're normally they take a a long hiatus uh you know like basically like summer break like between the seasons right and they start Mm -hmm. ramping up again like in june or july right around comic-con san diego comic-con they start shooting stuff and we see some you know like a trailer or something of like the first couple of episodes right because they've Mm -hmm. shot the first couple episodes but this year if if that if if lucky if that yeah um maybe they've shot for like a week or something before um so maybe more like just stuff from the from the first of the premiere or whatever uh mm-hmm. but this year they're gonna be, what is it? they're gonna shoot from like april so come back real early gonna shoot from like april to like june or july and then take a break until november so that she can have like a legitimate maternity leave which is great yeah i was actually under the impression even that they were gonna shoot in april and may and then they were gonna hiatus. Okay, for, okay. Like I, I think that I, I'm not positive about that, but I remember thinking that it was only just like those two months. So just a couple um, episodes. They just get a, a few episodes down, and then, and then she's and then she's off. Which I guess if yeah. they if they still start airing in October as they have been, um, you know, if they if they pick up shooting again in November, December, whenever it is, um, that that puts them right back on track to where they mm-hmm. normally are. Um, yep. So so that that checks out. It does. It does. And I, you could always do a couple. I mean, the cast is so large now that they have. Well, I mean, like the way the CW shows work, especially the superhero shows, they're called working scripts or livable scripts or something like that. And so, like, they rotate characters out and emphasize different characters. So, say, like, the stars of the show, like Melissa Benoist or whatever, doesn't work 16 hour days, six days a week you know, for the entire shoot of right. the, you know, they have some breaks in, but they have built in breaks. So like, a, you know, next week is going to be one of those. Actually, next week's episode is one of those livable, livable, livable um, 
screenplays, little, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you call, whatever I just called them. I already lost the term. It doesn't matter. Uh, but either anyway, so I wonder if they're going to do that for season six. You know, maybe she'll. I bet she'll she'll go away somewhere. I bet there'll be episodes that are very heavy on other characters and very very light on Kara and Supergirl. I, I bet that's going to be the case. Yeah, season seven, the I Martian know. Manhunter takes New York. May- maybe or maybe. something. Martian mm-hmm. Manhunter and Alex and Dreamer just teaming up. I don't know. Just they taking Denver by storm. Denver. I don't know why they, have <laughs> they to go to locations. Denver for some They're reason. They go into Denver. Um, I would watch that show anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch I, it. I basically watch that show now. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, that's a very good piece of news, Frank. That's yes. excellent. And I say that in mailbag because we got several emails and tweets about it. So, thanks to everyone who sent that in. Uh, but uh, going on from there. Um, I want to read this note, which comes to us from Marianne. Uh, Marianne says, I'm sure you guys are going to get this kind of response from others, but uh, I just wanted to point out that of the four scenarios Kara went through with Mixie, she's talking about episode 100, Lena only went bad in the last one. So we were talking about how she took it poorly, took the news poorly in almost every scenario. And so uh, Marianne is pointing out she really only, only went, went bad in the last one. The first one, she was upset. She talked to Sam. And then Mixie said that she was going to make the kryptonite shield to save Kara, but she was too late. So she tried to do the right thing, but she was too late. So she really looked shocked, ran away, and then came around within a 24-hour time frame. She technically didn't have a bad reaction, but a sad reaction. So that was the first time. The second one was a bad reaction circa season three, but then she came around later and separated Sam from Rain and then even said, I did it without Kryptonite to Supergirl. Mm-hmm. But then she died. Uh, third one was a good reaction, unfortunate ending because of Kara's public reveal. So that she didn't have a bad reaction there either. The fourth one, there was no friendship, and therefore Lena was super evil. I think no matter their friendship status, Lena learning that Kara and Supergirl are the same person warrants, at the very least, a shock reaction, considering the fact that Supergirl treated Lena differently than Kara. Mm-hmm. I think this season and how it's actually playing out is a bit extreme, but in those flashback redos, I think she's allowed to take time to make sense of it all. Love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you, Marianne. Um, I think that's, that's, that's a really good thing to point out. Um, that, yeah, she really only took it super poorly the fourth time, right? And that's because they weren't even, they weren't even friends. But where, in any case where they were friends, Lena does come back around eventually. So I guess it is fair to say she needs some time to, um, process it and sit with it and and think on it and you know 24 hours or something may, may not be asking that much uh for her to, to come around on things um so I, I certainly see that point of view it's interesting that then if you think about it, that she goes super evil without the friendship that was a really good point from mary and so she goes evil without friendship then it is car's friendship that will save her eventually right right because that's so, what keeps her from being super evil in the, in the first place right so that so Kara saying i'm going to treat you like everybody else at this point is the thing that will end up hurting lena the most mm. um so kara's renewal of friendship is the thing that will end up saving her mm-hmm. i would say mm-hmm. that's an excellent excellent observation good very stuff. good mm-hmm. thank you marianne for that uh one more this one comes from jenna uh and jenna says hi remember jeremiah danvers from season two i, I admit- sure do yeah i admit that <laughs> he while- was a bullfrog frank <laughs> he <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. I forgot about that. Uh, I admit that while I'm a huge fan of the show, I know nothing of the comics. However, I feel like his storyline was left unfinished. Do you agree? Do you think that, that they may try to expand his storyline in a future season? Do you think that his storyline would be worth exploring? I love your show and tune in every week. Thanks for doing what you do. 
Uh, um, yes, Jeremiah was a cyborg dun, and he dun, was a dun, good friend of the show. Dun, and dun, now, dun. and now he's and now he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Um. Uh. So yes, I would agree with that. I don't know if they're going to resolve it though. To be honest, yeah. I feel like he disappeared not really because the show dictated that he did, but maybe Dean Kane was like, "I'm good." Thank you. I kind of think so. I mean, you know, let's maybe he just didn't want to go up to Vancouver anymore. You know, like it's true. Also, Dean Kane's not very popular right now. These days. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's more about a political Hollywood thing about not wanting to hire Dean Kane anymore. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, Um, that wouldn't super surprise me either. Um, You reminded me of our joy to the world song uh not the christmas song but the jeremiah was a bullfrog jeremiah was, was a cyborg me of that song friend of mine I'm throw a link to that in the show notes for those of us who weren't for for those listeners who weren't with us back in season two we did a little parody song <laughs> that we recorded and released here in the podcast feed i guess if you scroll back far enough you'll find it still there but i'll throw it in the show notes for those of you who are more inclined to find it that way um, we used was, to be so fun frank what happened to us what, i know i know yeah i used to have little bread and blue books and things and now look at us just old old men old married men podcasting about a superhero yeah weird when you make when he sounds like that i think we should stop (laughs) 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 all right well that's all the time we have for the mailbag thank you to everybody who sent us email at mail at supergirltvtalk.com we love you we appreciate you keep those emails coming because they make our day they make my day uh every time i I open up the mailbag uh and i have to make the weird sounds on my own because tim's not there um, it is it weird when you do it on your it's own. Real weird. It's real weird. No one likes it, uh, least of all my wife. So um, <laughs> we have to. Uh, uh, we thank you for your emails. All right. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit? Oh, oh, oh! Wait, wait, wait! Sorry, I'm not. Okay. Leave the mailbag open. Leave it open. Don't close it yet. Um, right. This is not strictly mailbag, but it is a. Um, I I am I'm going to ask for listener mail uh, because uh, so I have another podcast, Superman and Lois TV Talk, where we talk about the upcoming show Superman and Lois, and we just released a new episode uh, just this week actually. And my co-host Derek on that show had a question that he wanted me to put out to all the Supergirl TV Talk family. So if you're, um, I I couldn't remember for the life of me. Derek is trying to find which episode was it of Supergirl. I think it was in season one or two. I think one, but someone will will, will know. Which episode was it back in season one or two where Jimmy and Kara are talking about Lex and Superman and, and they make a reference to the fact that basically the events of Superman the movie happened in this universe. That there was something with Lex trying to, uh, you know, with missiles and blowing up California and all all that fun stuff. There was some conversation about it back in season one. He remembers it. I'm pretty sure I remember it. Just don't remember when it happened. And Derek has been, poor guy, has been watching like random episodes of Supergirl that he's like, maybe it's in this episode. Maybe it's in this one. Like episodes that have the Luthers in them or whatever to try and figure it out, but he can't He can't piece it together. So if anyone remembers what episode that was where they have a conversation that alludes to that, I don't remember You know the details of it. Um, but, but is he positive it was season one? No, no, he's not sure when it was. Um, but, but talking about it, we were like, I think it must be season one or two just sort of by, you know, deduction, but we're not sure. So if you have any thoughts on that, let us know. If you think you remember what episode it is, give us a shout. Um, 
episode title would be helpful. I mean, if you happen to watch the episode and you know the time code, even better. But even just an episode title would be great. So um, that's my that's my call out to the Supergirl TV Talk fan base. Uh, let us know um, at mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com. And you'll be helping me and uh, Derek will finally get some sleep at night. So that'd be great. <laughs> Or will he? All right. Now we can officially close the mailbag. <laughs> um, very good. Frank, do you want me to tell you about this uh, episode? I would love that. Episode 14 of season five, episode 101. So exciting. Uh, the title of the episode is The Bodyguard. Frank, in our shared notes, I left you a gift. Did you enjoy I did see that. <laughs> the gift that I loved you? <laughs> I did love that. Should I made a pun that's just for Frank and I. <laughs> it's private. It's, private it's, joke. A, it's a private. It's a private joke. It's a private pun, and uh, but I'm I'm real proud of that. <laughs> it's, <laughs> well done. But thank you. Um, listen to I don't know. Be with the geeks to, <laughs> to find out what it is. <laughs> what a weird crossover event I just I created. <laughs> anyway, uh, crisis is weird, man. Crisis is so strange. <laughs> the after anyway, effects are still being felt <laughs> across the multiverse. Uh, this story is by Lindsay Sturman, and the teleplay, the teleplay is by Emilio Ortega Aldrich and Chandler Smith, who are both new to Supergirl. And so welcome, Emilio and Chandler. You probably don't listen to this. Um, directed by Gregory Smith. Now, Very good. Right. Frank, I'm going to start with that was a good bit. Because, yes. you know. They were good. Starting right from the beginning, Frank. Oh, Fortuna uh, with the dragon. That was pretty fun. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Fortuna. That was epic. That was like, hello. Like, well, (laughs) previously on Game of Thrones. I honestly thought I was watching Legends of Tomorrow. Honestly, yeah. I was like, oh, no, maybe they screwed up. the. Maybe they screwed up and it was Legends. But bam. It was Supergirl. I actually thought the graphics on the dragon were pretty great. It was, was pretty. It was actually very good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. You said maybe they screwed up. It's like someone hit play on the wrong file or something. Like, oh, right. no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to go until later in the week. No, they're confused. <laughs> uh, That's a hilarious idea. There's like someone. There's like one person running the show at, at the CW on Sunday nights. And they're just like they, they play the wrong MOV file. It's like it's like also like Janet's goodbye party, and they're like, "Oh no, I set it up ages ago. Don't worry, it's all set. Oh good, I won't worry. I'll have another piece of cake." Oh man! And meanwhile, Legends of Tomorrow is playing. Uh, That's good hilarious. Stuff. Good stuff. Give me uh, a good bit, Frank. Um, I I actually liked. Um, sorry, I'm not going super in order here, but I liked uh, that we got to see some cape tricks. Yes, yeah, nice to see some cape trips. Cape tricks back right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i said it i said it correctly i loved that i thought that was actually mm-hmm. kind of cool to see i mean it's not something i'm super attached to but it's just like ah, all right through line i see it i appreciate mm-hmm. it i appreciate that that's good speaking of through line i love kara's obsession with dumplings came back in a big way this episode where yes he comes in with uh he comes in with some treats for alex on her big day her first day of non-work but work I don't know how they're getting paid, but they are somehow. Uh, I, I guess, and uh, and I like Car was like, "Ooh, dumplings!" And I was like, "Nope, not for you. My co- this is my comfort food. You can get your own comfort food. Now but go then, be with that comfort boy over there." But the, yeah, that's right. But then she's like, "But I might share with John if he asks." <laughs> like, wait, yeah, what? It's, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's rude. Rude. That's rude. I feel like that's because Kara will take all of the dumplings. That's probably true. Kara cannot be stopped. Her generosity 
does not extend to dumplings. That's fair. It's her sister. You know, like when it's when it's your own sibling, you're like, no, none for you. This is for my yeah. other friend. You know, like, yeah, that's yeah. that's true. That's true. It's for my father figure, not for you. Right. right. It's for our shared father figure, not that's for you. Right. Not for you. It's for dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. Uh, speaking of Kelly and Alex, uh, my next good bit. I loved that there was a very brief moment where Alex saves Kelly, and we got to see this like a fun little just like look between the two of them. You know, it's cool. It's it's like when Superman saves Lois or something. It's just like a quick little wink or a quick little like, like like moment of romance. They don't even have time yeah. to kiss or anything. Just sort of like. I got you. Don't worry, honey. I got you. You know, it was cool. I liked it. Got you. Got you back. That's good. That was a yeah. good call. I loved. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot her name. All of a sudden, it's the head head of Andrea uh, Obsidian. Andrea. Rojas. Wow. Yeah, I loved her. Um, launched today! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Into her phone's Siri or whatever, because that was incredibly relatable. Every text message I get from Tim has been dictated. <laughs> I yes, everyone is everyone is dictated. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 It's because you drive. You drive a lot. So so you have you have a long commute. So like if if I'm if if you're texting while you're driving, it's because you're it's because you're dictating, right? So mm-hmm. um so it's funny to to get like the the Siri, you know, mishearing typos. And I'm like, what was he actually? Oh, he wasn't talking about cockroaches. No. (laughs) All right. Uh, HMD, Frank. HMD. (laughs) Um, Uh, A lot of inside jokes this week that no uh, one's going to (laughs) understand. Definitely not saying that one on the air. No, sir. Uh, Frank, give me your next good bit. Ah, um, my next good bit. Okay, so I um, I loved the the um, the gun, uh, the the yes. weapon that transforms. Yes, um, I loved I, it. I thought that was a good bit. It was a little cheesy, um, just the fact that it can like become anything. But then again, like I watched Doctor Who and they have psychic paper which is literally a piece of paper that can become any document you need it to be to get you into places so it's the same idea um i can't also be, I, can't I guess where's harshly. that gun been this whole time sean why are you holding out for i know man but I, well he was all like well i think you can find like he 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 talked about it like well this is an ancient martian thing but i guess this is a serious enough thing to to, to pull it out and and give it to you but yeah it was a little it's a little convenient that now she has any weapon she wants whenever she wants or or he could have had any weapon he wanted whenever he wanted up right. until now and never used I, it. That's true. I feel like, and what is the extent of every weapon? Right, like yeah, are we is, talking like, like bows and arrows, swords, guns? Right. Does it? Yeah. Bombs. Does she like? Does it have to be roughly the same size of that thing? Can she be like, this is a tiny nuke, and but it won't blow up the original? You know what I mean? Right. So, right. 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 Yeah. I need some. I need some rules. I need some guidelines. I know, and the fact and that they not were just like, like pirate guidelines. I need like actual rules, right? Yeah, 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 right. So that was a little. That was very convenient um, that that exists, but it was a fun comic booky um, thing that exists mm-hmm. in this universe. So that's true. That's true. I loved Alex and Jean on like their first day of the job, and she Alex kicks on the door, and Jean's like, you know, I could have phased could have phased us both through. She's like, yeah but I really miss kicking indoors. Yes, that was yeah. a great line. That was yeah. really great. Yes. That's good, because I mean, she does not kick in as many doors as the director, as the former director of the DEO. You know, she's got to be, she was directing and stuff. She wasn't kicking indoors. Right. 
Right. I mean, that was the whole, like, she didn't even, like, want to be director at the beginning, right? Because she wanted to be in the field. Right. Um, so that's... She didn't want a desk job. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I only have one more good bit, and that is I really enjoyed the scene towards the end when, when Supergirl is talking down... Um, I don't remember the woman's name, but the 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 bad the baddie this episode, mm-hmm. um, and she's talking her down by you know like through like hope, help, and compassion, right? The, the which are like her three pillars. Like mm-hmm. she is like being empathetic and saying like I get it, I understand like what you've been through, I understand the the hurt you're feeling and the suffering, and um, you're just you're you're hurt, and that's why you want to hurt other people. Like you want to stop anyone else from getting hurt. Uh, from anyone, you want to stop anyone else from from feeling the pain you felt, and so, but th- this isn't the way. Like this is not the way to do it. I I, I loved that for a couple of reasons because she's now she literally refers back to episode one hundred, right? Where she's like trying to change the past doesn't work. Trust me, I've tried. Mm-hmm. Um, is a direct callback to episode one hundred where she's she's tried to change her own past and it, it didn't work out for her. Um, so I love that we see character growth there directly from the previous yep. episode. Oh, that's good. That's, you know, I also think that was that I didn't consider it a good bit, but you're right. Uh, to actually reference season, episode 100 in of itself, like it really wasn't like, like to go to a previous episode, a bottle episode. Yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't, a, you know, which is not the, what the term is for, but, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't self-contained. It really had actual influence. It had an actual influence on her. She exactly. really learned from it. And, we'll and, and immediately, immediate implications. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the next episode. So that, I agree. Very wise. I love that. Wise. I love that. And just, I loved um, Melissa's performance in that scene was, was just great. That was like mm-hmm. some of the best, you know, stuff we've seen from her in a while. So like, just, just fantastic acting all around as, as she does. Um, I, that, I'm calling that a good bit because I don't know if it fits with any of the themes per really se. Doesn't. So yeah, that's uh, why I'm calling yeah. it out here. That's good. Uh, that woman's name is Amy, by the Amy, way. Amy, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're so welcome, Frank. You're very welcome. Uh, Frank, there are no Professor Comics corners. There's nothing to, there's nothing in the corner. It's nah, empty. It's just, just a, it's, just a piece of old newspaper floating in the wind and a little tumbleweed. Wow. A little street rat. or something. I don't know why the corner is so dirty. Street rat? I don't buy that. <laughs> Let's not be too hasty, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Our new thing, speaking the words yes. of songs. <laughs> yeah, we're not singing anymore. In season six, we're just going to speak all the songs. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. What is like a Shatner-style interpretation of all these songs? Yeah. Rocket man burning <laughs> out the fuselage. <laughs> Any, anyway. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, then I guess it's time to get into uh, Storytime Village. Storytime Village. Frank, most of the themes, most of the themes this week do not apply into into Supergirl. I'm going to go backwards from how I usually do so to get some, um, you know, just because they're so brief. Sure. First one, the integrity of journalism. William is is being William. The end. That's yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, he he was you know he was very he was definitely it was very made very clear to us that he is a he is a man of integrity when it comes to mm-hmm. his journalistic practices and that he is like fighting for the truth and he wants to do the right thing and right. Um, yeah. He says you know journalists put their lives on the line all the time so their readers learn the truth. You know, yep. that's he's very principled in that way. He he very much is very much um, shades of villainy. Akrata is back. I guess 
Um, she's got the powers again. You know, Looks she's all way. like, oh, but but for different reasons. She doesn't seem to know why or remember any of it or any of that even happened to her in the first place. Is she does she get them for the first time right now? It's all very, I don't know. It's all very up in the air. Not yeah, positive yet. Yeah, um, yeah. Akrata was the only thing that crossed my mind as possibly being a professor comics thing but we talked about it already mm-hmm. um but yeah that is that is interesting and and it's sort of like all right so i guess that's gonna be another villain this season now again Still? again I'm maybe i'm not sure not sure there there it is not super clear who the like ultimate big bad is this season which is kind of cool uh but it's also sort of like who am i folk where am i supposed to be focused i feel a little scatterbrained Right, because you could argue that it, Lex isn't even really the big bad of the season because he's not. He was kind of the big bad of last season. Like he was pulling all the strings. Right, but you know, the, but the, each episode was very clear about that when he was on screen. Yeah, here you are knew. your Lex moments. It's funny that they were like, you could have Lex for three episodes. And now we've had like on this season, we've had like double that already. I know, I know. Oh my god, so great. Oh, I know. He just choose the scenery, but in like a good, but in a good way, the best possible way. Mm-hmm. I I love, I love his Lex so much, mm-hmm. so 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 much. Me too. It's spectacular. Yeah. yeah, it's spectacular. But Frank, we must talk about the now secrets and trust. Speaking of Lex, Lex continues to scheme with Leviathan and stuff, and he's holding stuff back from Brainy. And now Brainy is starting to really question. Now Brady's going the opposite direction. He's questioning questioning whether working with Lex Luthor is a good idea all along. Because Brainy says, there's a possibility that no one will invite me to Thanksgiving after I do what I think needs to be done. I know, which, is, which was so heartbreaking for me. I was. It was really sad. Like, I just want to be friends with everyone. I know. And now that might not happen I because know. I'm doing this thing. You know, um, I I thought he said Thanksgiving, but then somebody corrected me on Twitter and said that he might have said Friendsgiving. I guess either way, it's it's the same. We're talking about the same basic event, uh, that the is same correct. weekend or whatever. But um, I would think that it's actually Thanksgiving, though, because they usually do celebrate Thanksgiving on this show. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. They do. Like they're very there. There are Thanksgiving episodes. Yes, and usually yeah. everyone's there. So yep. Yep, it's so sad. It's like because he doesn't he doesn't have any other friends. Like he doesn't have any other family on mm-hmm. Earth. You know, in this time period. So if he doesn't get to go to Thanksgiving, then he's all alone, and it's just so sad. Um, but but it, it is interesting to see him questioning. It's funny to think that someone is like, hmm, maybe working with Lex Luthor is a bad idea. I know. Uh, I know. But he is maybe in this. Lena position. should ask herself that question. Honestly, too. we'll get there. Honestly, though. Um, but 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 he he is in this unique position where at least from his point of view and when kind of backs this up when we saw him a few episodes back working with Lex might actually be the right thing to do to keep the time to preserve the timeline mm-hmm. um, but then I guess it comes down to a question of is preserving the timeline the most important thing here's a question that might be silly don't you think that Brainy's friends you know the, the heroes of the show would trust him enough that he said hey this is what I'm doing FYI you don't think they'd be like okay cool we trust you I think if he had done that from the start like before mm-hmm. he embarked on this if he was like guys I need to go undercover as a double agent and work with Lex um, I think they would they I think Kara would have been against it but could have been convinced perhaps and the yeah. others probably 
the same, would have been able to be convinced. But I think at this point, he's he feels like he's dug himself too deep and he can't just come out, you know? And I, I think we've all felt sure. that. Something that most people can relate to. Oh. Like when, when you have a secret that you're, you're keeping and you're just like, Oh, if I tell this person now, now it's just going to hurt them, you know, like, or it's, or at the very least they're going to get mad at me. Um, <laughs> if nothing else. So I, I, it's something that I, I can understand, but it's like, Ooh, buddy, you really dug yourself into dug yourself in this time. What's should, your big secret that you're not just, actually that, that I'm your not actually not real? No, it's actually stapled onto your face. It's yep, that's it. It's staples. It's not yeah, uh, it. no stapled it. <laughs> oh, got him. That was yeah. good. That close. was quick of you, Frank. Thanks. That was that was very good. Thanks, Frank. That was basically all I had for secrets and trust. Unless you want to add more. Apart from, I guess, Lex Luthor is also in scheming because he's like, I want to meet your friends and stuff. That was I, that was very uh, that was very sly. Luthor in the back of small in a limousine in Smallville. Also that, also that, yes, yes, very much so. But yeah, it was it was very Luther, very Lutherian, you know, just like because uh, early in the episode she's like, well, my friends are involved with this, that, and the other thing, and then he's like, well, I want to be your friend and I want to meet your other friends. Uh, it was just very, you know, very sly and very smooth operator, very typical mm-hmm. Lex Luthor. He goes, a, he goes over to meet her friends. She's just watching Friends. Yeah, and she's like, "These are my friends." This we is watch Chandler. Netflix. This is Monica, and he's like, "Oh no, I have grossly un- misunderstood this entire situation." Ah, <laughs> uh, but I might as well catch a couple episodes while I'm here. I mean, yeah, I'm here. Can you imagine Lex Luthor sitting down and watching Friends? Think about that for a second. And it's a Thanksgiving episode, just to tie it all together. Bam. Yeah. Oh, this is the one where Chandler's toe gets cut off. (laughs) I love this one. I'll stay. I love the one with with Chandler in a box, but that's just me. That's also a good one. That is also a Thanksgiving episode. Yes, I know. Touch football is also a good one. That is also a good one. Geller Cup. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Frank. Over-reliance on technology and the dark side of technology. This there is was the, a lot in this one. There was a lot in this one, and which is funny because that's the one that had been like sitting on the back burner for so long that it finally like ramped to a place it, right in the you know the the immersive VR technology of Obsidian right at the beginning, uh, right at the beginning. And this whole episode is kind of about like avoiding your reality because that's what vr does or that's what technology can do you can get sucked into something and be like i even watching tv i'm not going to think about the thing that i need to think about right now because i'm going to put my attention over here yeah exactly escapism sure which is which is all well and fine but people are concerned that you can get trapped in there because or or you see no way out, which is kind of the cautionary tale we get with Amy, right? Right. Her yeah. husband got addicted to it mm-hmm. and then didn't want to live anymore if he couldn't be inside. Right. They, I think the quote actually from it is, it's built to trap you in addiction. So it's it's a little bit commentary on like things like social media like mm-hmm. and, and, and even like um, mobile gaming. Um, or, or any video gaming for that matter, like that there are there are certain things that are designed. Um, some of the things that some of the social media apps that we use are actually sort of designed 
um, scientifically to make it that you want to stay in the app as long as possible because you get the dopamine hit from new notifications and new posts popping up in your feed. Like it, it, it chemically stimulates your brain in a way that you never want to um, close the app and, and leave, you know, see the, the feed. And the same with a lot of mobile games where they give you certain rewards uh, at, at just the right time and just the right point in the game that again, releases dopamine in your brain and makes you want to keep going, keep going and keep coming back to the app let alone you don't want to leave the app, but if you have to, you're going to come back to it later. Um, so it's a little bit commentary on that, I think, um, that this VR world would be you know, like that, but to a whole other dangerous degree because it's so immersive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, do you think that if, if you're, you yourself, if VR got that intensive, would you, would you get trapped there or would you be able to come out? I can. I think a lot of people would. I think. I think real, realistically, I do think a lot of people will feel like withdrawal. Like they're not going to be trapped. Like like literally physically trapped. But I think people will will become will become addicted to it and will absolutely feel withdrawal when they're out of it. Like like there. Is, I think there's already some science that shows that people who have spent a lot of time in VR feel depressed when they're outside of it. Really, or certain people. Yeah, yeah, because that it it gives them like a life that they want to have uh, that that's not realistic, but it, it brings them closer to a, a, a life that they'd like to have when they're in the VR realm. And then when they're out here in meat space, um, some people meat, do feel meat space. Yeah. Or, yeah. That's, it sounds gross, but it, what a great term. Yeah. Thanks. I didn't make it up. Uh, <laughs> when they're out here in the real world, they um, they feel a lot. Some people do feel depressed. Um, now, I wonder if that's people who are more prone to addiction to begin with, or or you know who have certain brain chemistry. I don't know. Um, I don't know enough about that, but I have I have heard that's a thing. So I do think it would happen. What happened to me? I don't know. I don't have a super addictive personality, mm. um, so I don't know if I would. But hey, you never know. It might. It might. If, I'm not. I'm not going to stand here and pretend I'm like you know the strongest person in the world. I, I could. Fall victim to it. Just curious if they were like, okay, you can be Superman in this VR, but like as good as that opening intro, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I, right, like that Game of Thrones intro. I I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know. I think I would have to try it to to know, and then and then it might be like, oh crap! I can see myself really getting, you know, really getting diving diving down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting getting hooked on this. So I don't know. Do you think you would? I don't, I don't know. I, I, there's a part of me that feels like I've got too much to do to like, you know what I mean? Like, I think a part of my brain would be like, I'm wasting time. Sure. Like I, sometimes how I feel about like, if I'm playing a video game, like I could be doing other things right now and not that I'm not having fun, but like I have to get other things done and I might feel that way. I might feel that way about VR as well. I don't know. It's an interesting interesting problem to to face i'm kind of glad that supergirl's tackling it too because it allows us to have these conversations this is true you know to think yeah. about ourselves yeah so anyway that's the big that's the big thing and but Kara's Kara learned something out of out of it you know that she's been avoiding her reality and that she needs to i guess what she takes out of it is that she needs to go on a date with william yeah um yeah she does and it it does it feel a little quick to you, this whole Kara and William romance uh, angle over the last few episodes? Does it, does it, to me, it feels like it happened sort of abruptly or sort of suddenly. Um, not incredibly, because I mean, I'm always, I'm, 
I'm always a believer in they have lives when we don't see them on camera kind of thing. You know, it's not like we're watching 22 consecutive hours or days of their lives. We're watching from basically what amounts to just about a year of their of their lives. And so we see we're going to see a lot of interactions with car or there'd be a lot of interaction with car and William that we're not privy to. But I do feel that it is ramped up. That's true. Yeah. Over the past time. What I will say to that is like, yeah, sure. We're not seeing every single day. We're not seeing every single interaction, but it's usually customary to show the relevant pieces. You know, like if, if there sure. has been some flirtation uh, slowly over time, it would, it would be sort of, you know, normally you'd, you'd see that even, even in, in bits and pieces throughout, but it kind of seems like karaoke night happened and William had a crush on her ever since, you know? Um, sure. Unless he's always had a crush on. Her. I mean, maybe, maybe. Um, he probably did, but I, I, I get what you mean, though. Yeah, I think you're it, right. It that. definitely ramped. It definitely ramped up fast. Um, that's for sure. But um, you know what? I to that I say, they're also adults. They're like, also adults. They're like really adults. So like, is he gonna like? Are we point where like he's gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna pine after you for a couple of months, or are you just gonna be like? Oh, I think you're pretty cool. We should go on a date. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And so to, and, and 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 to that point, on her end too, she was like she even said to Alex, it's just one dinner, right? Like it's just going to dinner once. Like uh, you know, see if there's anything there. And if there's nothing there, fine. That's it. We go back to being colleagues. Uh and if there is something there, great. Let me see what, what's there. Perhaps there's something there that wasn't there, there before. before. Great. Now the singing is back. Perhaps there's something there that wasn't there before. What? What's I'll tell there, you Mama? when you're older. Oh, Mrs. Potts here's a lozenge or something. <laughs> <laughs> Ricola. Anyway, with all of that going on, Lena is also she has also begun testing um uh, humans, you know, in her trials to, you know, cure people of meanness, I guess, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah. Right. And so so it works on it works on some of the more rage filled you know inmates but poor Steve who's just so afraid has the opposite reaction into which he is just quote feel, feels like a hunger for revenge for violence instead of fear and he cannot quell it and so Lena is like oh no what do I do and Lex is like I'll solve your problem and then he does and then Lex helps Lena focus on what is important which I'm not sure what that is exactly so I f- I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to say something I, I mean normally I I did not like the character of Steve <laughs> no I felt the character of Steve was a plot device <laughs> And and not the best one I've ever seen. Um, I I Steve was very heavy handed and straightforward mm-hmm. and just was there to like say lines to Lena that were supposed to make her feel a specific way. Like it was very like you're a genius, you're the best that's ever. Like it was very very straightforward. Like he didn't have he. What was his character motivation? Like, what was it? He was like, oh, I was bullied a lot. So now I try to stay. I just try to get along. Hopefully your thing can help people like me, Lena Luther. Uh, and then and then he's like, well, I want revenge on the bullies. But uh, you've you've 
stunted my ability to to feel anger. Ah, this I'm in a cage. I'm in a glass case of emotion. And then they tweak the algorithm, and he's like, "Oh, you fixed it. You've solved the problem of violence, Lena Luther. You're the best." It just it was very. He was a very contrived character and very just like there to just move things along. Um, I also I feel like testing this on inmates is horribly horribly unethical. Yep. I mean, I guess they were willing they, subjects. They, they made yeah, a they volunteered. Yeah, they but volunteered. It still felt wrong. Um, it did. But, you know what? The this is my funny. We're going to connect this earlier. Okay. So Steve um, is an actor. As yeah, he's aware. been in a bunch of stuff. He was on Friends to, to pull it back earlier, and he played a guy named Steve. Ah, <laughs> I love that. Yay. Yeah, Yay. we did it. Anyway. Love it. Love it. He's, a great, he's a great character actor. He's been in a ton of stuff. Tons. Tons. Yes. If, if it's been on TV, he's probably been in it. Yes. Yes. Uh, my wife pointed out that he was, he's very well known for being one of the friends uh, uh, of the cast on Sex and the City. Um, oh, that's right. So. Yes, that's right. Anyway, but I, I think you're right. I, I think, but this is Lena being... Gosh, Lena being Lena, but the bad side of Lena, and but maybe she'll do the right thing. She came so close. She came so close to, to realizing it. Like I, I was also a little disappointed in Lena because she was like, maybe this is not the best idea. Maybe this kind of is mind control. And Lex was like, no, don't worry about it. She's like, all right, if Lex says so. I know. I it know. was like so close. Come on, you've got to come on. You're smarter than that. You are smarter. I know you're smarter than that. You've mm-hmm. got to be able to see that. But the seven episodes left, Frank. We still have. We have to pad this out. I know. The that's end. the thing. That's the thing that's a little disappointing about it for me. Is that it's like come on. We all know that she's smarter than that. But she is smarter than Lex. We the show has been very, very clear about she's more, how Lena is should be more intelligent than Lex, but because she has a conscience, it like almost stops her. He can from, manipulate her because she has a conscience and he doesn't. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Ugh, he's such a good, such a good character. Oh yeah, both of them. Both, both of them. them. Both of them. Uh, but Frank, I'm pretty much out of stuff. Yeah, that brings us to the end of our themes. I think. Um, so uh, I. I say we move on to trailer TV talk. Of course, if folks don't want to hear what happened in the trailer for next week, um, then uh, I guess this is where you leave us. But thank you for listening. Uh, you can email us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. Tweet at us at TV Supergirl. Uh, find us at uh, uh, TV uh, uh And uh, on all podcast platforms, um, you can find us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Overcast, whatever your preference, Google, um, we're we're everywhere podcasts are found. So you can you can subscribe to us there. Please do that. Rate and review us as well. Ratings and reviews mean a whole lot to us and really really help the show get discovered. Um, and new people are discovering the show every week. So thank you for doing what you do there. Um, we love all of you. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Thought Bubble Audio. Thought Bubble Audio is our network. Um, you can find the network at thoughtbubbleaudio.com um, and there are lots of other lovely podcasts that you can check out there like Beer with Geeks um, where Tim and That's I us. yeah Tim and I talk about movies and TV and cartoons and a lot of like 90s nostalgia stuff because we're both 90s kids um, so we talk about nostalgia we talk about things that are happening now Star Wars Marvel all, all that fun stuff uh, we talk about all that stuff and we sip a beer while we do it so that's why it's called Beer with Geeks and you can find that at beerwithgeeks.com or thoughtbubbleaudio.com um, and many other great shows at Thoughtbubble Audio as well. 
So that's that. And now for trailer TV talk. I really thought you were going to say a word from our sponsors. And I was like, Patreon list. Patreon, Patreon supporters are our sponsors, baby. That's that's correct. Frank trailer TV talk. This episode is called reality bites, but bite like a, like a, like a computer, computer. bite. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be Nia focused. As I alluded to earlier, this is not a Kara episode. This is a Nia episode. Kara is going to have a night off, presumably to have dinner with William. Yes. One would assume. And she's like, I'm confident the city is safe with somebody watching over it. And that person is Nia. And she's going to learn what it is to be a hero on her own, because there's going to be somebody who doesn't want her to be a hero. And she's going to show them probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Nia. I miss Nia. I'm actually glad there's a there's a Nia episode. It made it sound like I wasn't, but I I'm she's she's very charming. She and is extremely charming. Uh, yeah, the more we see of her, the more charming she gets to be. Actually, yep, I agree. And and so I am I'm happy to see I'm happy to see her in like full fledged like I'm doing a thing. No one stop me because I'm doing it, doing it for sure. Anyway. For sure, yep. I do. I do love to see that. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to this episode. I hope that it's like not a thing where like Supergirl has to swoop in and help necessarily. I would like to see Nia get a little bit of you know a, a launch on her own of, of I, like yeah, she's a capable, competent hero. I agree, and I, I I I truly don't think that that's going to happen. I think this is going to be I I I came to the problem and I solved it on my own kind of. That's thing. right. Of course, with the help of the supporting cast, but you know that's. That's that's where we are, and I'm ready for it. Yeah, but Frank, I'm also ready for this episode to be over because we're out of stuff to talk about. So, <laughs> until next time, up, up, and away.